Good afternoon. It is Saturday, March 5th, 2022. And I wanted to jump on here real quick just to talk about last night. Story time. So, I live in a town, not a city. Some may argue and call it a city, but it's a town to me. I was born and raised in Brownsville, Brooklyn. And this is a town to me. We moved up here when I was about six or seven. And it's very small, very small. So I call it a town. A lot of people like to call it the city of homes. And I think that's some bullshit, but it is what it is. Either or. I'm not a person that is out and about much. Because because of the fact that it's a town and it's small, it's easy to get into some shit. But every once in a while, I like to go off. And my friends invite me out. So my friend calls me up yesterday and says, Hey, we should go out and we should get dressed up. All right. I'm with it. I was feeling my West Side story. I feel pretty, so. <laughs> I put something on that was nice. Made me feel nice. And we went out. First spot we hit is a nice little hookah lounge. It's a chill spot. You know, good food, good eats, good vibes, laughing, puffing on some hookah. Then she says, you want to go somewhere else after this? I'm like, eh. Mind you, I'm at that stage and point in my life where I go out at 8 and I'm back at midnight. Motherfucker turns into a pumpkin at midnight. That's because I'm at the bottom of the ninth inning in my life and I ain't young like I used to be and I ain't trying to be out there. Fucking with the shits is, at my age, is primarily reserved for like vacation shit. So I say, all right, well, about this time is maybe close to 11 and um, I'm like alright so where you want to go and the place where we were at it was like a hookah lounge so there ain't no alcohol there Um, we're we're ladies so when we like to go out we like to do our sex in the city thing and sip on some wine. So she was like, 
wherever I could get a glass of wine is fine with me. And I'm like, all right, I'm with it. So we go to one spot first. Wasn't feeling the vibe. Then we hit a second spot after that. And it was less packed. In this pandemic day and age, that's much to be valued. So we grab a seat at the bar. And, um, you know, bartender comes over real nice, takes our orders, brings a couple of glass of wines. We sitting there shooting the shit, sipping, taking in the vibe. People in there, you know, after about an hour, start getting live. A little more people start trickling in. Mixed crowd, real nice. So then we sitting there minding our business. Nobody, nobody. And out of nowhere. Go make me a fucking fresh drink, you stupid white bitch. And I was like, oh. So I say, oh. Look over to my left. Look over to my right. And I proceed to see a woman biracial. That's be specific because she was very high yellow with some Bo Derek braids which confused the hell out of me but I digress but <laughs> she like disrespects the bartender man obviously she's had kicked back a few so she seems a little inebriated The bartender taken aback because, much like myself, she is a woman of a certain age. I think it took her a minute to take it in. Like, is this bitch serious? And to be honest, me and my friend was thinking the same thing. <laughs> my friend thought it was a role play. <laughs> Improv. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, we didn't come to the laugh factory. <laughs> we came to a bar. <laughs> But that shit did look fake, though. It did. So after it settles in, in the bartender's mind as to what's happening, she's like going back at her. Don't fucking disrespect me, bitch. She takes the drink away. So then um, the girl proceeds to verbally assault her and they go back and forth she verbally assaults her and then it gets escalated and elevated as you could imagine and I can't recall who threw what somebody threw something first and then the bartender took her have at it and threw ice water at her first there was a glass of ice water but like I said I don't know who did what first I guess the girl must have lunged at her first or threw something at her I think it barely touched a bartender then <laughs> the bartender took the <laughs> fucking glass and threw that shit on her and it whooshed on the front of her shirt <laughs> then the girl got live 
And she was going off and flaying her arms and the bartender starts to come around <laughs> fucking bar towards her, man. And then the girl wasn't getting live until someone was holding her back. It's one of those, like, yeah, I ain't, I'm, I don't want to fight you. I'm going to act like I want to fight you. But I'm going to really act like I want to fight you when someone holds me back. Anywho, both parties are being held back, you know what I'm saying? So a fight didn't really ensue. But it was a good bit of drama for the night, I have to admit. So I woke up this morning and I'm thinking about it. By the way, me and my friend are literally just sitting there like, no, not moving, very stoic, watching the shit go down. Everybody's moving around and we're glued in our seats just watching that shit like it's a fucking telenovela. And any of y'all know about a fucking telenovela, you are glued to the motherfucking seat because that shit is full of drama, action pack, beautiful. And if you grew up on them, I hate to say it, but you, you kind of... You look, you look forward to it. It's like, all right, here's the drama. Where's that? So after recalling it, my friend's like, I thought that shit was a role play because the bartender was smiling. I was like, yeah, I did notice that. That's why it took a while to register. But I did tell her, I said, well, I mean, smiling during a elevated event like that could mean one of two things. (laughs) And if you're there with me, you know what I'm talking about. If someone's smiling in the middle of an event that in which you're supposed to be angry, I'm going to say that other party that don't notice should start noticing and enact flight mode because there's a little ticky ticky boom right there that you may not want to touch upon or you may not be ready. I could tell the other girl wasn't ready for that. Wasn't ready for that. But I digress. But thinking about it this morning, I was like, I like to think of myself as a person that stays out the drama. I don't like drama. I don't want it in my life. I don't need it in my life. But last night, I really had to admit that although I may act like I hate drama, I may low-key like it. And I'm not alone in that. I'm definitely not alone in that. As long as, like, the drama's not interpersonally in my life, I don't mind being a spectator of it. As I went on to think further... about that on a larger spectrum 
as a society as a whole right now, I feel like social media has definitely elevated this crave and need in us. Has it caused it? No. No, because as I said, I grew up on telenovelas. And if you know anything about telenovelas, you look forward to the twists, turns, and surprises of these characters' lives. And it does serve as a distraction to what you may be going through at the time or facing. So it does serve a purpose in a scripted way. But I had to think that I know I'm a person that hates drama, but how do the two tie together? If I enjoy it in a scripted way, is that affecting how I enjoy it in real life? Because think about it, had it elevated to the point where it was going to elevate, Two people could have really got hurt. Matter of fact, one person did get hurt. There was a dude that tried to take up for the bartender who was his friend. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh, but it's like out of nervousness and shock. But that damn girl smacked that dude in the face. And his visceral reaction, obviously, was to lunge at her. And thank God somebody stopped him. As I ponder on it this morning, I'm like, yo, man, I take a moment of self-reflection and I think, I'm a person that says I don't like drama, but because of the way I enjoyed what unfolded last night, Maybe I kind of low-key like it, and I want to explore those feelings as to why. Even my friend said it. She said, girl, you was falling asleep until that happened. You awake now? You awake? <laughs> this bitch said, you awake. I said, yeah, man, I'm fucking awake. Where's the next spot? <laughs> oh, but I'm, I'm looking into... And the possibility of the fact of, are we being conditioned to enjoy harm and drama for the sake of entertainment? Have we been conditioned? Because if you think back to childhood, it's like, entertainment is a big part of this country, I have to say. Because this is where I live and this is the only place I've experienced. So it's like on a large astronomical scale. You know, like we revere people that are in entertainment and pay them surmountable amounts of money to entertain us and distract us. And allow us to enter into escapism from our own 
Live. But with like reality TV being introduced, you know, into the 90s, I'm going to say my first experience with reality TV was the fucking real world. I love that shit. Season one in New York. That was that was some shit, man. You put I want to say, what was it? Seven strangers into a house and was like, go off. But I liked it because it did teach me something. It brought people into an apartment or a loft from all walks of life, came from different states in the country, and just let it unfold. And did it get elevated? Yeah, it did. It did. It did get elevated. But there was a purpose to it because I learned, I want to say by season three, it was Now, I'm familiar with this because I have members of the LGBTQ in my family. But um, with this lifestyle, and I grew up around it, so it didn't phase me. But the by season three, San Francisco was like the first, first time that a gay man was humanized. Because up until that point, it's you only know two things. They like to do what they do in the ballroom. And unfortunately, it's a, they're associated, unfortunately, although they're not the only group that suffer from the disease. Unfortunately, it's closely associated with their community, which is HIV AIDS. And um, this dude, Pedro, man, he did. They did such an excellent job with his story and explaining and just just foot filming his final days in his life because rest in power he passed. Just showing him and his boyfriend in a light of endearment and love. And um human. The way his boyfriend cared for him, like yo, you could see the love in his eyes. It was so genuine. You know, and to jump into a relationship knowing that someone is going to eventually meet their demise and say, whatever, I love you because I feel you're my soulmate at this time and I want to spend time with you before you pass on. Like, to see that introduced to this country at that time between two men was unheard of, but necessary. To breed acceptance and tolerance for eventually other groups and forms of people. Because Lord knows black people have been trying to do that for eons and we, you know, we get cock blocked. <laughs> However way we can get it, man. Allies count. can open the doors but I digress so to tie that into like I feel like we're in a unique time where scripted drama and 
the reality of drama in real life, like the lines are blurred. It has crossed the lines. And I mentioned those shows to sh- to look back at the beginning of where it started, where the lines cross into scripted into scripted drama versus drama, reality drama. And I want to say maybe in my reflection of enjoying what I saw last night, I forgive myself for the for enjoying it. <laughs> I look back and say, you know, where can I tweak that and I can do better? You know? Will I ever overcome the impulse of watching? I don't know. I feel like that's something to that's innate in humans. Like, if you think about yourself when you're driving in the car and you reach a slowdown and you're not sure, like, why the fuck is there a slowdown? I'm trying to fucking reach my destination. And then you finally pass and you see that it's, in fact, indeed a horrendous car crash. You slow down to look. And that's exactly what causes the slowdown. Because... That has been my observation in traveling, whether I'm going to new back home to New York to visit family or if I'm going to visit friends in Jersey or Philadelphia, heading to Myrtle Beach, wherever. I'm naming those places because a lot of people drive those routes. So you know about the Jersey Turnpike and fucking Route 15 or, you know... Like, like, you just want to go. You hate backups. But every time I take that journey or those journeys, I always experience a slowdown at some point. And in each of those times, I slowed down to look, you know? I really did. My own behavior slowed down to look. And then it's like I had a oh, a fucking aha moment, it clicked. Like, what I observe is that the healthcare professionals have contained the scene pretty well, enough for traffic to constantly flow and move through. But what causes the slowdown is a person's natural innate magnetism to drama. (laughs) Like, you know... I remember one time I was driving um, to visit a friend in Jersey and I'm like on my way to the George Washington Bridge and I'm around the um, BQE Deegan exit, you know what I'm saying? I passed that, of course, to continue to George Washington, but... As I'm driving, I look over to my left and I see a dude on, obviously on a motorcycle and he's cutting through and waving. I saw him through the rear view first because I heard the sound and then I looked over to my left and as I looked over to my left, it seems like he wasn't paying attention to what was in front of him and he like put the brake on real quick, swerved, and then did a flip. And I was like, oh, oh! 
yo. And then I had to, I slowed down. But I, in that moment, I realized, oh shit, I can't abruptly stop because I have cars behind me with, you know, we're going at a certain speed. So I pick up the phone and I call the cops and I'm, as I'm explaining to them what happened and for them to send for an ambulance and I named the exits I was around, I want to say there was a little excitement in my chest, in my heart to have witnessed something in my mind that I had seen in so many movie scenes to witness it in life. It's kind of dope. And I feel bad about that. I feel bad about thinking that. So, I'll conclude with, I mean, I work hard to try to change it, but, you know, I think it's just one of those things that is primal. Like, I feel like we have primal tendencies and then we have we're of conscience which makes us human but it's like that instinct to just it's it's primal I can't I work my hardest to try to change my feeling around these matters but I feel like that can only truly change if I'm extracted from the environment that perpetuates it and entertainment and songs you know and music I should say same lumped up genre but but yeah man like I could think back to (laughs) my grandmother (laughs) Peeping through the blinds <laughs> when she hears a commotion going on outside, and I was right there next to her. <laughs> I guess it could also be attached to a memory of endearment. Maybe that's why my ass is so fucking nosy. <laughs> but to a certain extent, I'm not in people's business, but you know, I'm a spectator. I watch, you know. With that said, I feel like it'll be a continued progress in me. I just wanted to share that funny-ass take on my night out. And um, I'm a work in progress. And so are you. So let's share room and space for each other to do that work. With that said, thank you for listening to conversations with me.